congratulations, by the way. On what? Many pangulanyo. So, first tell me which one specify. <laughs> specify for the podcast of the year. Thanks for appreciating, and I also extend the the thank yous to the people that voted, uh, people that watch okay. my podcast, people that push me to go work harder. Um, I appreciate. I appreciate that. I'm Bonnie Kibuka. On my podcast, The Ugandan Boy Talk Show, I've had an honor to sit down with some of the most incredible hearts and minds from Uganda, like Miss Uganda Oliver Nakakande, Jerome Ozor Job, the Executive Director of Jerome Model Management, Pastor Wilson Bogembe, and many, many more. On this podcast, you get to hear raw and real-life stories of their journey, what they've been through, and the people that have inspired their journey so that they can make a difference in ours. Listen to the Ugandan Boy Talk show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Join the journey soon. <laughs> Bashaba, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. How are you? Um, you weren't supposed to ask me how are you. I'm not supposed to ask you. <laughs> so the last time I had somebody ask me how are you, I told them... Uh-huh. In a podcast, uh, see our way. So <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is not your podcast, but I'm sure it was a share. I said, this is not your podcast, madam. So don't so come into the young. Is that why you know Kubuza? It's together. And in the Kubuza. I want to, I want to be, be to me, Kiriza, and you're moving to every Talibia. But how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, It's been hard to get you to do this thing. Yeah, I know. I know. But I we're finally here. Finally here. I don't even know if the listeners will know. The, I think it was back in August. And so the way my podcast works, I have people who recommend people to be on the podcast. So somebody recommended you to be on my podcast. And this is someone I went to school with in Mapea. Um, wow. Do you know, what's her name? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna imma- not immaculate. Uh, immaculate is the name. What's her name? Pamela. Huh? Pamela. Pamela. Yeah, yeah, Pamela. it was Pamela. So Pamela, yeah. I went to school with her in my pair. I think she was in a different class than I was. I think I was in a um, one class ahead of her. So she she recommended you to be on the podcast. She's like you should host that. But I'd also seen you. No, I'd not seen you. But when I hosted William on my podcast. He sent a shout out for all other photographers that he works with and he mentioned your name. Um, and I remember when I posted that clip, I was looking for the people he mentioned to tag them on the post. And then mm-hmm. I found you and that's how I got connected to you. And that's how you ended up on my yeah. podcast. Wow. Good to be here. And then when I reached out to you, I was like, let's do it. Not only go Kumbuza. <laughs> but how is life generally it's yeah. not bad life has been good life how about good. you life has been good to me too um i can't complain i love it uh podcast is doing well congratulations by the way on what so first tell me which one specify <laughs> specify <laughs> 
for the podcast of the year. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for appreciating. And I also extend the, the thank yous to the people that voted, uh, people that watch yeah. my podcast, people that push me to go work harder. Um, I appreciate I appreciate that. And I thank my guests too because I bring you guys okay. here and then we, you share your stories and then my listeners get to hear. They get entertained. On the other hand, they uh, vote for me and it gives me something to do. I'm not doing a podcast. So it gives me something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gives me something to do. But anyway, no, no, serious note, I appreciate that. Um, I, I enjoy learning and getting better and seeing where this podcast uh, will go. So That's great. That's great. Today on the podcast, I want to focus on your career, what you do today. And for the listeners who don't know, um, Bashaba is a female photographer in Uganda. I would say, do you spe- specialize in a certain area of photography or you do pretty much anything? I know pretty much everything. Okay. But I mainly do documentary. Um, if I'm, st- I'm venturing into events because of the people, mm-hmm. uh, like when you're free and you tag along, as I get to meet uh, William and Nyaika, mm-hmm. I know you've hosted them before. Yeah. So I'm venturing into events. I pretty much do it for fun so far. But mainly documentaries and events like weddings, um, corporate, sh- uh, corporate shots. Yeah, that's pretty much it so far. If I talk about (laughs) events that includes weddings, introductions, then even these small, small parties like baby shower, mainly maternity shoots. Okay. So why didn't you go to uh, Nyege Nyege? Today I've been busy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I remember I told you I'm going to bring this up because I found out you didn't go to Nyege Nyege and all your other people you mentioned, they're there taking pictures. Yes. I actually didn't go because I was at work. So Okay, so you were making money. I actually either. thought I would make it yesterday, Saturday, and then return on Sunday today. Okay. But still, I got quota because I could not, even though I returned, if I was to return today, tomorrow I have to be at work. Mm. And it ends on Monday, so there was no out go for two days. Mm-hmm. So I, I just gave up and hope for, for, the, hope for the one next year. Let me ask you this question. If it wasn't for photography, would you see yourself mm-hmm. going to Nyege Nyege as just for entertainment? If you were not a photographer? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. You like going out? Why not? I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know, at, times just, at times you just go for some events just to see what's there because you never know what's in stock for you. Yeah. You might meet your next your next client there. Okay. So you never know. At times you just have to put yourself out there. That's that's true. And I I like to to do that. I like to socialize with people. You never know. Opportunities find you there. But whenever you just keep to yourself, and nobody will find you. And I like the example you gave. So how did you first develop the interest of photography? Like when did you meet photography for the first time? For the first time, I think it was around 2018. And it was, I enjoyed actually being in front of the camera rather than being behind it. Mm. I used to have uh, friends of mine who were studying journalism. So they had a camera with them. So I would tag along and then they would practice their, their work on me. Okay. Yeah. So me starting out was 
taking photos on the phone and then maybe sharing them. And uh, I remember the very first time uh, it was a, a, a He's called Andrew Katende. Okay. By then he had he had won um, young I think it was Young Photographers Award or something in UPPA. That's when we started talking. So he introduced me in the photography business, the mm. career itself. Yeah. So that's how I got to venture into it. Then started shooting. I would meet up with him, and then he takes me through very many things. Then he would give me assignments. Mm -hmm. so that's how I started. When you went to school um, in Uganda, because I bring this up every time I talk to somebody who <laughs> did not do being a doctor, a pilot, uh, who what's it, engineer. When we went to mm. when you went to school, is this something like you thought you were going to be doing, like photography, or and what did you study in school? No, actually no, because in school uh, I started uh, I studied. Uh, I have a bachelor's in procurement and logistics. Okay. And then I have a master's in accounting. So it's totally far from photography. Hmm. So it's mainly been friends and online yeah. because everything is online. That's uh, in photography now. So I love I love talking to photographers, especially in Uganda, because when we were growing up, you remember those sayings. So, I had, I don't know if you've ever met Sozi, no, not Sozi, Nathan Kutesa, he's, he's a photographer. Nathan, yeah, Nathan he's Kutesa. a friend of mine. I, yeah. I, I love, actually, one thing I will pass on before I talk what I was going to say, I love that you photographers are keeping that connection, collaboration, and be, being together. It's not a competition, and I think William talked about that when he was here. It's not a competition, it's not yeah. like the music career where, Exactly. I love that you guys are friends and you collaborate together. When you get a gig and you need somebody else, I'm sure you hit up somebody. Hey, you I have this them. gig. Yeah. I yeah. saw you with Buete. Uh, Buete is also a good friend of mine. I've not had him on the podcast, but the story about Buete. Ah, I met Buete on the plane. Oh, watching day answer. I met him on the plane. I was uh, I was coming to. To Detroit, Michigan, and they were on the flight with mm. Babaluku. So they were sitting in front of me and they were speaking Luganda. I'm like, who are these people speaking Luganda? We're going to America, to Detroit. I don't expect anybody to be in here. I mean, you expect, but I did not like expect or yeah. plan on it. And this dude in front speaking Luganda, I'm like, Mueva Chari, Mueva Kampara, eh. and then we say, Konik. and that's how I met Buete the first time when he was. This is going on Instagram. I'll tag Buete on there. But yeah, back to that, like, I love the relationship that you guys have and supporting each other. So, I had Nathan Kutesa on the podcast. Nathan tells me his journey. Um, but back in the day, how did your parents um, take it when you, they found out what was school fees like and also my accounting, but she's now camera woman or camera man? I know it was actually tough to take in. But right now they appreciate it. Okay. The very, very first time it was had now... Um, According to me, I think they thought I'm venturing into photography to move. Mm -hmm. 
So I think they thought if I have this camera, I'll be leaving home to go to different places. So they tried to make me not venture into it because they were, they used to ask me, uh -huh, kacho genda kui kube, kugenda kumukolo. <laughs> you make a very good point. I was going to ask you a question about that because, again, growing up in Uganda, we look at it, but to wait on a cameraman. Cameraman was the name. It wasn't common yeah. to find a woman doing photography. What are some of the challenges you've faced as a female photographer in Uganda and how you have overcome them being a female in the field which is predominantly men or like known male. to be for male? Yeah. The challenge uh, of first, like that you said, female, female photographers are few. So you have to put yourself out there. And the way I've tried to work on it is actually put myself out there and make friends. Mm -hmm. There is room for everyone. You can't be in this thing alone. Mm -hmm. So if you make friends, those friends actually recommend you. And if you're good at it, they actually recommend you to bigger spaces. Yeah. And the, the industry has actually grown. Uh, right now we are very, we are still few, but the rate, the, the, the numbers have increased in the industry for female photographers. Mm. There are quite actually many. It just depends on the, on the something you want to do because there are documentary uh, photographers, there are those doing uh, events, there are those doing studios, so mm -hmm. it's actually big right now. That is good. And I, the other thing I add to that is, I don't feel like there's something that's mainly, this is supposed to be for men. Exactly. Like back in the day, you know, exactly. like a woman can do what exactly. another man does. And as long as, you mentioned this, as long as you're doing a good work, they shouldn't be yeah. anything like, and that's something I fight of course, against. Of course, people uh -huh. will, of course, people will trash talk. Yeah. People will compare themselves to you. They, you'll always look smaller to them, but there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. them, and that, and this is you. You have to just keep pushing. Good, and for all the girls out there that think, I feel like that narrative has killed a lot of dreams too, because there'll be a young girl there wanting to be a photographer. Nainga, she hears, hey, we have a side, yeah, that's for men, that's for men, but like, they need that encouragement. And that's why I do these stories to bring people like, you want to amanyenti, yeah, there's a, Enzo Kubanga, they've never heard of a female photographer, but when they hear your story, they'll go, hey, if Bashaba was able to do it, I can do it. And I can do it. And they listen actually, to actually, There is a time I was having a talk with my dad. And he told me something that has actually pushed me through in most things, be it photography, be it business, be it relationship. If someone tells you you can't do this, or I feel like you can't actually do this, actually prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. Do it silently. And when it's out there, you just, you just remind them. Remember when you told me you ca I can't actually do this? Yeah. I did it. That is true. So yeah. just when someone tells you you can't do this or I don't see you doing this, prove them prove them wrong or prove yourself right. Mm -hmm. Push yourself that you can actually do it. That is true. And I definitely advocate for that and for everybody. Anybody's dream, I really want people to push uh, their dreams to go higher. Now we'll go into the work you do. What themes or subjects do you find more compelling to uh, photography? Like the style of photography you do. What are things that 
you find compelling for your work? Like, is it people because you did documentary, or is it some people like, like nature, or what? What do you find compelling? I I love working with people. Okay. Yeah, I love working with people because everyone gives you a different vibe. I so backstory, and I've shared this when I had photographers on the podcast and I wanted to be a photographer what happened tell me about so what happened I love nature I was more of like a nature person like I wanted to do nature Mm -hmm. and I remember when I first came to America I was taking pictures with my phone and like nature trees Mm -hmm. forests hills whatever and I had a little Instagram page and I still have it, actually. Mm. I still have it till today. I still take some mm-hmm. pictures, but like I would take a month without taking a picture. It has to capture my eyes. I'm like, that's interesting. And then I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, yeah I felt like it was just for fun. I didn't really take it as a career. And I wanted, there's something else I wanted to study as a career, uh, aviation. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. But mm-hmm. when I started that Instagram page, there's a friend of mine, Moxie Photography. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. Photography, Moxie. I, know him. I went to school with Moxie and I actually I have an episode with him, but it was one of those first ones in a scene on a microphone. <laughs> I didn't I need to bring him back. Actually I was thinking like because I'm coming to Uganda, I might just hit him up and just do a live in person. <laughs> so Moxie <laughs> was following that Instagram page and he shares this in his story, like you know, like that inspired him to start doing photography. And he went on wow. to bring his camera and stuff. I mean mine but that when he saw that he started like that and then he went on like he added on he to inspired it and, some. yeah so at least that's one thing i share every time i have a photographer and i love pictures i i love my pictures getting taken and i love taking pictures and so yeah i i, I enjoy it when i i have photographers um on the on the podcast but for me i i thought people I want to Bazibu Bakuba be funny, like somebody. They, somebody. I want to Bazibu. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I was also venturing just nature. Yeah, I want to It reminds me of, uh, let me say you've gone to cover an introduction. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you, there is an agreement uh, with a client. You have to deliver the work. But there are those aunties when you reach and they're just blocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to take the work and they're just... So, so I got a book for you. Yeah. So, they just want you. No, no, no. But what if someone, what if the client asks me about your photo books that I'm on? And then that particular aunt refused. So at times, people complicate the situation. I wonder, Kumanga, Ojukira, back in the day, I don't know, yeah, when they come take pictures on the wedding, so they would yeah. they'll take like the pictures and then they will rush to go okubi fulumia. So nga wedding tenagua. So then they start oh, selling. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because they go out and then they print those photos. And imagine imagine uh, they've invested, let me say like most ten thousand mm-hmm. each photo. Okay, maybe most maybe most like 5,000 uh, printing and then putting it on a board, a small board. Mm-hmm. But then that person will sell you that photo after the function at 30,000. Mm-hmm. So imagine if there are 100 
people who have actually bought for him. Yeah. Money made. Those cameramen yeah. were the real deal. <laughs> they are the real deal. Yeah. Are, are people still doing that though? Like Yes, they are. Because I feel like you guys have taken over, like the new generation of photography has taken over where you guys take pictures and you take your time editing them and printing them out like on Instagram. No lighting, no what? Pa, 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 pa. And then he was... That pop-up. A cover photo. But they are there actually when you go to cover events, mm-hmm. like on a, wed- on a wedding, mm-hmm. they are always there. Actually, what confuses me is how they get to know there is a function at this church. Yeah. And then there is a function. They are always there outside. Mm-hmm. And they always capture the moments. The moment the church is done, they are selling photos. Yeah. Or you've even not yet shared any photo with a client. <laughs> <laughs> they call it, call a booth out, and then they often is a man. I appreciate them. The other question I wanted to ask you, how do you incorporate your Ugandan identity or culture into your work? Like, in the, the stuff of work that you do, how do you say, I want to incorporate your culture or your country, depending I don't know. How do you how do you do that? Like how do I make? Let me say like culture. Mm-hmm. Personal, I think uh, I incorporate that with what is happening currently. Let me say now like the the culture events mm-hmm. throughout the year. So I I'm passionate about capturing those moments because some because what I believe is even though we are shooting together mm-hmm. my story will always be different from yours yeah. we are all at the same event but the way i capture a story will actually be different from yours mm-hmm. there is that event of um, the circumcision that happens every even year in bukisu mm-hmm. so you might find a colleague of mine capturing that event to to preserve or to show that um the the beauty of the culture like what goes on in the event, that's his perception in in shooting that. And then maybe me, I might have my own idea. So I I don't know how, I don't know if I'm actually answering. No, yeah, that, that's actually, that's better than, I think your answer is better than my question. Because <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly what I, I was looking I feel like for. everyone has their own eye mm-hmm. on their own, because we all have different minds. So that's why you can find like different photographers on that same event but mm. everyone has different work because yeah. they all have a different perception of, of what they want to achieve mm-hmm. because a person might be capturing that the beauty in the culture for the circumcision and then for me the fact that it's maybe maybe the main reason why they do it is to cr- the, the showing the boys crossing over to manhood mm-hmm. then that me now my question might be like yes they've crossed over but they, do they actually be men yeah because they get married and mm-hmm. everything. No, that's also another yeah. story. No, yeah, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And then there's some people who just capture facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, somebody might just focus on that. Like, how do people react in this type of ceremony? Or like, yeah. are they happy? Yeah, actually, are they sad? No, that, that person might be looking at emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you might find someone crying and mm-hmm. someone smiling. Now that's a different emotion. Yeah. And I... I think the African or the culture bit, you don't have to do much because everything is actually there. Everything mm-hmm. is raw. You don't yeah. need to change much. Right. You just have to capture it the way it is. And is... just create your own story with the images. Yep, that is true. Um, is there any particular project 
or like photo series that you're, I know you're proud of all the work you've done, everything you've done, but like something that stands out to you and the, like behind the story of that project that you did that you're really proud of? I think it was the very first story I did. Okay. Uh, it was about, um, it's about the struggles women go through to conceive. Uh, you know how most people look forward to marriage and they all grow up to, you always have that thing you're looking forward to, like in marriage. Of course, when you get married, everyone expects you to have kids, mm -hmm. but then they don't actually know what you people who have gotten married go through to actually have those kids. Everyone is asking you about. Amen. Auntie Akugambo, Ozaladi, Nosanga Anko, Ngatunatuamwana, Nogena Kumukolo, Muzaladi, but they don't actually know the struggles you're going through, the emotional beat, the societal torture. So that's one of the stories that stands out for me. It's still ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. And I think, uh, did you post some pictures on Instagram of the uh, documentary? Yeah, but yeah. Some way back. I think so. I don't know. I might have way seen back. it somewhere. Um, a lot of people don't think about that. And I went through that myself. No, where. They only no. want a kid and then they don't I wish I I wish to ask them, so you want me to give you a kid? Are you going to contribute on the school fees? And that's the point. Like you make a very good point. Like even when they ask you for the kids, they don't know what you're going through. There are some people who are struggling with infertility, others are struggling with whatever they're going through. And they put you under pressure to have the kid when you have the kid. Exactly. I just like oh, to God. support or oh, to, to send you some money. I, hey, when we use this to help you, this if you get that child, exactly. I feel it, like I feel like that those are some of the issues that are really, really personal, mm -hmm. and you don't have to just attack or yeah. bring it out in any way. There are some things which are actually personal, there are some topics which are personal mm -hmm. to some people. That is true, definitely. I agree. Well, what are some of the things you consider essential for any photographer? Like what the things they have to have they might be items or they might be skills mm -hmm. if you have a skill that means you can work with any item okay imagine you don't have a camera mm -hmm. but then you have the skill or maybe you have a deal that means even though you're going to hire a canon you can work with it to achieve what you want you don't you don't you don't segregate mm -hmm. because you actually have that skill and i i think even the the network you have to put yourself out there stop thinking about competition mm -hmm. stop thinking uh stop comparing yourself mm -hmm. with other people because you don't know how they how, what they went through to yeah. get to where they are True. And, and there is room for everyone he, yeah oh um, <laughs> actually william said that too there is room for everyone like the, yeah. you can tap into anything and you're not gonna anything. finish you're not gonna finish it all um but still speaking of that like what are your favorite items to carry when you're going for a gig like what are the essentials Ugamba, i have to have these when i'm going uh, batteries have to be charged okay you can easily forget a battery reach a function and then the, you have the camera mm -hmm. and the battery is actually not there Personally, the essentials are it's the camera body, the lenses I'm going to work with, the cards, and the batteries. Because most of my work is natural light, mm -hmm. available light. Mm. I'm not a person of the strobes unless okay. it's really needed, but I usually, I usually prefer uh, shooting with the available light. Mm. 
Have you ever had any incidents where, like, you recorded a, a function or event or took pictures and gave finally TBD call? Like, you did not press record or you did not, like, you somehow deleted somebody's pictures or do you have any story like that? No, but maybe shooting at a wrong event. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that. <laughs> Um, we had reached, it was in the village, uh, we had reached, let me say that there were two events in that, in that location. So I reached at uh, an event, one, the first event with my team, said so doing deco and I then realized the names are actually different from the people we knew, mm -hmm. uh, supposed to be there. That's when I actually called the bride and the bride was like, no. That's a neighbor's event. You have to come this side. So by the time we were rushing there, the event was actually like 30 minutes or 40 minutes into it. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's even more funny. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I appreciate that client. She actually understood and yeah. I really appreciated her. That's crazy. That's funny. Um, How yeah. do you go by creating your relationships with your subject? Like, so when I'm doing a podcast, uh, mm. the first I dedicate my first minute to make my guests feel comfortable, like feel at home, you know, because that's, then we're mm. going to have a good conversation. Because when, cause there's some people who are, I've hosted that have never been on a podcast before. They don't like talking to people, but they want to do it. So you got you have to yes. make those people feel comfortable so then you can have a good conversation. How do you make your subjects when you're going to work with them, especially documentaries, you're going to be taking different pictures. How do you deal with them to make them, to make your work come out the way you want? It's actually similar to the way you do it. When you go out there, you don't have to bring the camera out there and there. Mm. You have to create that relationship with the client or with the subjects you're going to uh, be with. Mm -hmm. That's why, uh, if you're to notice, most of the documentaries, it's very rare for them to be a one day. They're usually like two days or three or a week. So you have to plan how long your assignment is going to be. So you give them at least one hour. Get to know the client. Get to know how they feel. Get to know, introduce, let them get to also know you. Mm -hmm. So there, is, there, will, there, will, there will always be that relationship, that bond. Yeah. So by the time you're actually removing the camera to take, they are not so they are not shy mm -hmm. because you already know how they will react. They uh, are comfortable with you. What has been your favorite uh, place to work um, in Uganda? Like your favorite? You say, "Oh, when I went to this place, it was amazing. I liked the time when I went." Like, what's what's your favorite place, and mm -hmm. what made it be good? We are here safari <laughs> looking for tomato sauce. But you're there keeping chipotle in the case. You know, we, we also used to leave you suffer with your own things. And they, there are some kids who took them back home, you know, they take their exactly. eats back home. Or some of them like go bad at the end of the time because they go mold. You can't even eat them. Like, and you can't. Well, there are I... some things we have to put uh instill in our kids when they are young yeah. sharing is a very big thing that is true yeah sharing is a big thing and sharing is caring can you share any experience where your work has had a positive impact 
and brought change in your community or in your life, like how photography has helped you as a person or as a community, or it could be anything? As a person, personally, my work has been exhibited uh, with the help from Uganda Photo Press Awards. I know with you, I'm also talked about mm -hmm. them. They are really, really helping photographers. They, they are really, it's, how do you call it? Exposure bit. Mm -hmm. Because with them, you can never know what is going, what is coming through. So personally, they've really pushed me through my photography journey. Then the work itself, it has helped communicate different issues that are, that is going, that are affecting people. Mm -hmm. Or those untold stories that no one actually shares. Yeah, yeah because some people don't, uh, that, now that project I told you, I actually don't, I don't, get faces to be shown okay because most people are not comfortable with sharing because it's a personal story mm -hmm. so you can never know who is actually going to read that story because they might be going through the same thing and they think they're actually alone so it's it's helping shed more life giving uh shed more light giving comfort to whoever is out there okay so yeah that's it that is good the especially like how you say it, it helps to share or personal information or it's like a platform to, to bring out these things that people don't know people, what people are going through it's a storytelling and telling stories and i like that because that reminds me of the reason why i said the podcast to myself is like to put out these stories yeah. that people don't know people to know that nothing we have things going on can you imagine i talk about this a lot that even in america like we can say uganda and Yabantu, they're but you but you get a bunch of zoom like illiterate not illiterate but like uninformed they don't yeah. know there's a lot mm -hmm. of people like that in america mm -hmm. however much it's a developed country there's a lot of people mm -hmm. who have a wrong narrative of uganda you know like so there's, there are some people who still believe like oh people in africa live in huts you know there's some people who right. have the narrative like people in africa don't have cars and they're in America. So we'll be in, in Uganda thinking, but they still, that group of people who still think like that, you know? But when, if somebody taps into my podcast and they listen, I'm interviewing a photographer, they're talking about the same camera that the Americans use. It's the same camera Bashaba uses in Uganda. So like, we do have those things too. Like, you know, it's not like back. But these people... They are still stuck in Idi Amini, Smanya, Stone Age period. This Smanya, Kinas. Idi Amin should come back. Idi Amin should come back. I wish he could, yeah. except the religious bit and everything, mm -hmm. but we would be very far. These roads, would not, I think, would not have very many potholes like we do. <laughs> not in a bad way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he was a good president. Yeah. Uh, I read about him and. Yeah, I think he, he had some good things. He had issues. Anybody? Like yeah, yeah. Then well, there they would be hearing from him a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What <laughs> advice uh, What advice would you give to an aspiring female photographer in Uganda who is looking to enter this field? What are the good things and what challenges should they look out for? The good things people are willing to help if you ask for help the challenging bits um most photographers are not so social 
very few of them are social. Mm -hmm. So to be in this, you actually have to learn how to talk to the people around you because you never know who is going to help out in any way. So if you're starting out, just put yourself out there. Just try to learn different things. Just create friends with those photographers you actually look up to. Have a mentor to take you through. Yeah, because a mentor will guide you on very many things. Mm -hmm. There are some five things I think someone needs to look at. Uh, it's what you know. That's your knowledge. You have to do some research. What you're venturing in. Do you want to do documentary? Like finding a niche. So you can start doing everything, shooting almost everything. Then you find something you're comfortable with. Then what you can do, that's a skill. So what you've, what you've gotten knowledge about, you master it. Mm -hmm. you, get a skill, you get skilled in it. Then what you have, the resources you have, mm -hmm. be it financial, be it equipment, you, you use what you have. You don't have to hire or you don't have to get a... a a full frame, yet you're actually starting, you can start with a crop sensor as you grow. Then um, what the world thinks of you, your reputation. Hmm. Where do you want to see yourself? What are your plans? What is your goal? Your friends. So you build on your reputation also according to that. So there are some, some of the things that have helped me grow and there are some of the things that are actually still helping me grow. You talked about photographers being introvert or like not very social, and that reminded me when I had shot by Mo Buscago in the first sessions. But photographer, even Nyaika, you see Nyaika and Chinese Dalu, like Nyaika is stubborn. When I was interviewing him on the podcast, he's and even William, like William. When I first talked to him, he was this humble guy. He just talks. Outside the world. What's wrong with these photography people? Like, when I'm here, I think you, you just have to um, get used to someone, not yeah. to something. Yeah. Because when you get used to someone or something, there is a way you relax internally and mm -hmm. physically. Yeah. So you come down and now your real self comes out. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love that. I love photographers like you guys. The, the level of your understanding and the way you interpret things, the way you see life is different from the normal people. And I respect that about you and how you can change to different environments and different things. I just, that, that is mm -hmm. um, great. How do you balance uh, the creative aspects of photography with the business side of being a professional photographer? Like, how do you choose to when I'm doing this for a hobby and I'm doing this for work, I'm doing this for myself? Um, I think it starts out with what you actually want. Yeah. Because most people start photography for fun or mm -hmm. more of a hobby, but then it grows. Mm -hmm. And then people will recommend you to other people and then you see money starting to come in. Mm -hmm. So now, like people who do documentaries, most of the most of their personal projects are funded by the work they actually do. Yeah. Because you might have like a personal project you want to to work on, but then you don't have enough funds. But then if you did like a documentary with maybe an NGO, mm -hmm. that money that you saved is actually going to cover some of the part for this personal story. So I think it's more of 
planning yeah. what to do when do you think and this this is a question that just came up in my head do you think being a photographer has to come from passion or woman to just walk in and chenagamaze let me just go do it or how do you say that like is, is, does it have to be a passion or anybody can do it i think it all comes with an eye mm-hmm. and the passion of i think everything is entirely combined in mm-hmm. because you might find uh, a person running a photography business when he has nothing to do with photography or he even doesn't know how to hold a camera mm. but then the people who actually work for him are professional photographers yeah. but then the name actually out there maybe they know that person mm-hmm. the boss mm-hmm. so there it's very hard to judge yeah so yeah uh bashaba we've come to almost the end of this recording but i have th- i have three <laughs> questions i still have some more questions so it's nawakuta that i want to ask you to <laughs> um one of the questions is what what's a life lesson like you've learned in life to this point to this point i feel like there is a place that you you yourself can feel and no one else can feel and there is something only you can do and no one else can do so you have to do that or you have to maybe fight most people call it your purpose you have to find mm-hmm. your purpose mm-hmm. because if you find your purpose everything gets easy because if you're supposed to do something even though i come to try to do it i won't be as perfect as you who is supposed to be to do it mm-hmm. So there is a place that you are to feel no one else can feel something that you are to do that no else no one else can do. That's perfect. So, I'm meant I I mastered all I'm still trying to master it but it has actually helped me a lot. Yeah. What gets you excited about life? Life itself. Yeah. Waking up and actually have air in my lungs and I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. That's something I get excited about. Uh, because good. I don't know who has actually passed on the previous night but mm-hmm. the fact that I've actually awake today yeah. <laughs> that's a real motivation for me I need to shout out your earrings I love them representing Africa yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> amazing um the final question the second mm-hmm. question on the podcast I asked it everybody that I get to have here who would you like to see on this podcast next as a guest and you're going to help me recommend me to that person should i only give you one because i have like five and actually can get them all to let's you. let's let's get the five uh there is Esther Mbabazi. she's a top known female photographer hmm. documentary yeah uh there is, i'm actually going to give you a list of fast female photographers let's do it since you've hosted very many male let's yeah. have female. <laughs> yeah i like that I like that. So there is Esther Mbawazi, there is Zahara Abdul, there is Miriam Watsemba, there is um Aja Nalwada. Mm. And then the others I would recommend there is Jumba Martin. I don't know if you know him. I think somebody has mentioned his name. I don't know him personally. There is Jumba Martin, there is Gio. Now Gio usually If you've seen Yaika and William Gio is also part of that. Mm-hmm. It also does almost the same thing. Okay. It's called Yotigilba. 
Okay. Yeah, that's that, those are some of the few I can recommend. That's amazing. There is also Terra. It's called Terra. It's photography. Okay. So yeah, you will uh, connect me to those people, and then we'll have them on the podcast. So once again, thank you very much for your time. Hey there, uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.